Getting Better Healthcare is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Every American is acutely aware of the issues surrounding our healthcare system. We know miracles can happen, but we find ourselves bombarded by conflicting information and are uncertain of what and whom we can trust. We have some of the best medical care in the world for those who can afford it. Incredible new drugs that change people's lives but can be very costly. Many of the best doctors the world has ever seen, but not all are perfect. That's why Dr. Steve Feldman created the show, Getting Better Healthcare, to help walk us through the labyrinth, helping us understand how to take better care of ourselves and to better understand the challenges, issues, controversies, and complexities of our healthcare system as it exists and as it could be. For better healthcare and a better healthcare system, listen to the doctor. Now, here's Steve. Welcome to another episode of Getting Better Healthcare on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Feldman, founder of the DrScore.com physician rating website. Last week, we spoke about one vision of the heart of the medical care problem in the United States, the lack of a free market system. On today's show, we're going to further explore the need to empower people um, because if patients themselves are not empowered, if we are looking at a nanny socialized system, it can have perverse effects on physicians' incentives to work. Uh, We're going to explore that more today with our guest, Dr. Richard Ammerling. He's a practicing nephrologist. He's also a director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Uh, Dr. Ammerling, you know, I love the the idea of putting patients in control. I, I think that's you know, when, when we look at our healthcare system, I think we have three choices. One is to continue the runaway costs because nobody's controlling things, to insert insurers or government um, as a controlling force, and basically to, to ration our care, which is the direction that these things seem to be heading, or to do what we do in every other area of the economy, and that's to let the consumer be in charge. And um, it, I think that's a much more sensible solution. Um, other guests on our show have said that that we can't give the patient, the consumer, um, control because medicine is too complicated, because the patients, you know, don't know what they really need. Uh, what would you say to those folks? I'd say that that's the typical paternalistic attitude of the modern liberal who believes that people are too stupid to manage their own lives. And I, all I would say is that there's no evidence to support that point of view. Uh, individuals easily manage their finances. They, they buy houses. They, they buy uh, health, life insurance. Uh, they make all sorts of complicated purchases and decisions. And who are we to say that they cannot do this? It's, it's, it's really the, it's the road to serfdom. Uh, and that is really where it leads. And, of course, that is the agenda of the modern politician who favors government-controlled health care. It is a power play to get uh, more and more dependent voters who will then vote them back in office to provide these benefits and to infantilize and create dependency status uh, for the population uh, as a whole. And it's it's very successful. Yeah, I don't think that's what they're trying to do at all. I think they're trying to help people get the best possible health care but that they're just going about it in the wrong way. I, I don't like to, um, to, what's the word I'm looking for, to say that other people's motivations are, are bad, even when, just because they're making wrong decisions. Um, 
but but that's that's what's going on in the minds of people who are promoting a more socialist system uh, is is hard for us to say since we obviously are not in their minds. Um, let's talk about we we've talked about some of the problems, some of the inefficiencies of our system. One of the things that you've written about that I think is just beautiful is what the the more socialized system uh, and and the controls will do to physicians' incentive to work. I mean, you've pointed out that medical care is not an easy job. It's really hard work, and that um, the financial incentives help drive physicians to be better providers. Right. Yeah, not only is it hard work, but it's hard to achieve that that status. If you want to become a doctor, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of years uh, and and defer uh, gratification in, in a major way while you complete your college and your medical school and then many years of residency training to get to the point where you can be a physician. And it is hard work. It takes uh, a good deal of intestinal fortitude. It takes a lot of compassion. It takes a lot of emotional strength. And it's physically also can be very challenging, and the hours involved, et cetera. So people don't really recognize that who have not been through it. Um, so to get physicians to do that hard work, I think there is nothing quite like the fee-for-service system. And I see this in the hospital. when I, I, you know, I work in a teaching hospital, and I've worked in a teaching hospital for over 20 years. And I've noticed that there is a universal tendency among the residents who are who are trainees who are getting a small salary to not let, let, let's just say not do any uh, extra work and this is most visible when you see what we call the turf and i'm sure that you remember this you get a very difficult admission and you want to kick it over to somebody else so you want to try to transfer these patients to a different service and medicine tries to turf patients over to surgery and surgery tries to turf patients over to medicine and this game goes on and on and on and it's it's sort of a, a part of how staff uh, medical and surgical training mm-hmm. and this is because they are they're not getting any extra money for doing an extra bit of work and the reason why American medicine is so good in terms of responsiveness to patients' uh, requests and needs and why things get done so quickly is because there is a fee for service. So if I see a patient in my private office who has uh, angina, they're developing chest pain on exertion, well, that's a, that's a dangerous situation. That could potentially be very severe triple vessel coronary disease. I can get that patient into the cath lab the same day. He will be catheterized by a highly qualified, experienced cardiac interventionalist. If he has triple vessel disease or something uh, serious, he can either get a stent or a, or a coronary bypass operation the same day or the next day. There is really nothing quite like it in terms of getting prompt care. In a uh, salaried environment, which is what socialism ultimately produces, they, they pay everybody a certain amount of money no matter how hard they work, you're not going to get that. You're going to get people saying, well, you know, I, I'm busy today. The schedule is full. Let's put them on for, let's say, uh, three months down the line. And this is how waiting lines are generated. People simply don't have the incentive to do the extra uh, case. 
Uh, you know, and that is where we're headed. I love what you're saying because I think it's, you know, basic economics tells us that if, you, if you're paying somebody um, for additional amount for what they do, then they're going to work hard. They're going to work to provide higher quality, as you mentioned, so that they can get other doctors to give them referrals, so they can get patients to keep coming back, so that they can uh, attract new patients. Um, and if if they're paid a set salary, they they may, um, you know, want to give patients good care and all. I don't. I have no doubt about that. But there's no incentive to really struggle to uh, make the the quantity and quality of care as high as it can be. Um, but there's a, a I think a, an aside wrinkle that the people who are promoting a more systematic form of care would say that. Okay, let's say you're trying to make an automobile. Uh, you could incentivize all sorts of different companies to make the best possible individual parts. But if you left it to the individual to buy all those parts and put the car together themselves, it wouldn't be as good as a car that's made by a single system. And w what they're suggesting is that if a medical care system is created, that um, you know, even if the individual doctors aren't incentivized the way they are in a private practice system, by having a coordinated care system with a single me medical record that all these doctors are using, that there's a certain efficiency and, and quality that's created by doing that. Well, you can certainly make a, any healthcare delivery system more efficient. But if you remove the fee-for-service incentive, it's going to fall apart. It's going to fall apart because the, the key people that you need to motivate are not going to be motivated. Uh, now, some will be, and people are to a certain extent, but it's a question of what's your threshold for abuse? Uh, you know, if you're getting a fixed salary, at, at what point do you say my hourly wage is ridiculous, right? I mean, th there is a, a certain threshold where everybody will start to feel abused by the system, and they're just going to become demoralized, and they're not going to put out the same level of effort. Uh, I've observed this over and over again. One example that I've written about is in our, our hospital, the radiology department for years was strictly on a salary. And I said, guys, how, you know, how can you put up with this? And in fact, they were very demoralized, and service was not that great. It took a while to get things scheduled. It took a while to get the reports back. And... Uh, at some point, they got a new director, and he put in an incentive program. And suddenly, they were being paid based on the number of cases that they did, and they got a direct bonus for every extra case that they did. And the service improved dramatically overnight. You could get cases done promptly. The reports came back uh, within hours. Uh, it was a dramatic turnaround. So this is the sort of thing that differentiates a so-called system where you know, the people that create these systems are unfortunately utopian types. They believe that everybody's going to behave perfectly, and they don't take into account human nature. Human nature is uh, unchanging. We all have a certain altruism built into us, but you can beat it out of people by abusing them, and that's what these systems end up doing. And the only way to really allow people to flourish is by giving them the freedom to set their fees, 
to do the kind of volume that they feel comfortable doing. Once you start to control the fees for a given service, let's say an office visit, and you say, you're, you're, you know, your time, we're going to pay you $80 for an office visit. Well, your time is worth more than that. Your time is worth, say, three, four, five hundred dollars $500 an hour. And in fact, in private practice, if you don't generate that kind of money, you're out of business. So it forces you to see three or four patients or five patients in that hour, where if you, whereas if you could set your fee, you would see one or two patients. Well, the quality of the care you're going to give is going to be very dependent on how much time you can spend with a patient. So uh, this is you know, very, a very unfortunate trend, this systemization of care. It's top-down. It ends up becoming driv- uh, a process that's driven by achieving certain numerical benchmarks, uh, such as blood pressure levels or cholesterol levels or blood sugar levels, none of which really relate to the health of the individual, all of which lead to, I believe, heavy overtreatment of mostly healthy patients. Yeah, well, this is a big problem. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's where we're headed. This hasn't been a pretty picture for where uh, we're headed with regard to medical care. We're going to um, have Dr. Ermerling on one more time next week uh, to discuss his physician's declaration of independence and talk more about how bureaucracy is not the solution to our problems. Getting Better Healthcare has been brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Our theme music is by the incomparable Michael Zioli. Until next time, I wish you the very best of health. Thanks for listening to the show today. Remember to go to DrScore.com to get and give feedback about your doctor and to read others' recommendations about doctors in your area. It's a way to choose your path to healthcare empowerment. That's D-R-S-C-O-R-E.com, DrScore.com. And we'll see you next week right here on Getting Better Healthcare.